can't believe I'm actually going to say this, but I miss assemblies. You know, five minutes to line up in stealth ninja mode, walk down the corridor, get sat down, sit super smartly, then relax. Eyes open in hard stare mode, but you're pretty much asleep. Yeah, or you ask Mrs. Jones to watch your kids while she go and grab a crafty brew or a quick toilet trip. Assemblies are mega hard work now. In class, I actually have to do them. Well, you see, we use this great resource in our school, Picture News. It has weekly current affair assemblies and teaching ideas. And wait for it, a virtual assembly. Press play, hard stare mode, sorted. Oh, Picture News rings a bell, actually. Weren't they the ones who did that Hearts for Homes campaign recently? Class that. Definitely need to get me some Picture News. Well, listeners of the podcast can actually grab themselves a great Picture News freebie at the moment. All you've got to do is visit www.picture-news.co.uk, request a sample pack, and if you quote Mr. P's 10, M-R-P-S 10, you'll receive the full resource for four weeks absolutely free. Oh, that is amazing. Class assembly sorted. It's just got to be done, hasn't it? Hello and welcome to episode 75, season 4, episode 15 of Two Mr P's in a podcast with me, Mr P. And the other Mr P. And we are back. It is spring 2. We're starting the new half term with a with a new episode this week. And I think even though the announcement has been made that um, schools will return on the 8th, that's right, isn't it? The 8th of March. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, a very enthusiastic yes there from the other Mr. P. Uh, but yeah, what we're going to do, we're going to continue uh, with these weekly episodes uh, through this half term. Um, to Well, we'll see how we get on after Easter. But yeah, we'll stay with you through what is sure to be another testing, tough, difficult, challenging half term. But one that I'm sure every single school staff member listening to this will absolutely smash once again. Likely not to get the appreciation you deserve, but this is the place that you can come, feel safe, listen to us, share stories, talk about all the randomness that happens in school. And yeah, this is a safe space. So, start off, how was your half-term, Adam? Uh, yeah, it was all right. It was um, it was quiet. It, it's a classic, and I saw you did a video on it. It's like, you know, you ask. It's like when you ask someone how the weekend's been at the minute. It's just kind of like quiet. You know, yeah. didn't do much. Quiet. So yeah, half term was um, quiet. Didn't really do much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice to obviously it was nice to kind of not have the the just the. Well, I say it's not really stress, but just not have like the responsibility of, I say getting up every day. I got up early every day because of the kids anyway. Um, but no, it was nice to have a little bit of a break. Um, and then obviously the first day back, it's kind of like the announcements and it's, uh, yeah, I just don't really know. I just don't know what to think anymore. They've kind of just beat it out of me. I'm, I'm, I'm like... Um, you know, I mean, we're coming up to a, a full-on year now, aren't we? And, and yeah. it's, uh, you just don't know. I just don't know kind of, you know, they've given out all these dates and I'm sure we'll touch on it in a bit, but it's like, 
I'm not letting myself get carried away because, yeah. you know, I've I, I seen so many memes about the 22nd of June and how, well, how crazy it's going to get. There's a petition to make it a bank holiday, isn't it? I mean, that, that, I mean, come on. That, that, just, that just isn't happening at all. Talk about one but, way of just upping the infection rate. Just turn it into bank well, holiday. I mean, talking about, upping, talking about upping the infection rate. I mean, you got, they're saying that everything's over 21st of June. And then England play Czech Republic on the 22nd of June. I know. I mean, timing wise. And you look at the scenes from the World Cup a couple of years ago. You know, we'll be we'll be smack bang back in the middle. Um, <laughs> well, it, he, he, called that, it, you know, he, he called it a roadmap, didn't he? A roadmap yeah. out of it. And I just, as soon as he said that, I just couldn't help but think how many U-turns are in that map. <laughs> how many, <laughs> yeah. how many U-turns are you making to come out? I mean, it, it, it's giving everyone a bit of hope. I think that's the thing that people need at the minute is they need some idea of of you know something to grasp onto, some light at the end of the tunnel, because this has been a grim start to 2021. It's been, you know, I know uh, we, we we sort of talk about the first lockdown, having that novelty element. This lockdown, it's just, uh, it's just relentless. It's just been... It's so just boring. Uh, yeah, it's just it's really, just, really boring. Well boring. And it's, but saying that, I, I do agree. It's nice to have that little bit of hope. Um, you know, we're, we're nearly a quarter of the way through the year, aren't we? And it's like, um, you know, you, you just need you just need that time. But I'm hoping that these weekly apps that we're going to continue to do help um, <clears throat> people just switch off for an hour, hour and a half each week. And then obviously we're building up to when we do reach that end of this half term. So we're five weeks away, aren't we? Five, five weeks and a day or something away and then obviously we break up and everyone's going to be absolutely buzzing just because of the fact it's two weeks off and then obviously we've got the big we've got the big trilogy the third one the third live episode so we uh i have to say you know before the summer live episode and before the christmas live episode we had certain things in the pipeline we've got some stuff for this easter live app that it's just it's just basically get your tickets. You will not want to miss this. It's gonna be a celebration yeah. of everyone and everything. Yeah. So if you go to the website to mrpspodcast.com, you can get those tickets for our next live episode, which will be happening on the first of April, eight o'clock. Get your tickets, get your drinks ready. Um and yeah, I'm sure it'll be another night to remember. But um, and it's bank, it's bank holiday, isn't it? It's bank holiday yeah. the next day as well. So responsibility-wise, you know, get yourselves plenty of drinks in. I know loads of people who are planning on it. You know, getting just random drinks in. Get that rum and ting. Get that. You know, get them cosmos in. Whatever it is. Yeah. Just get it going. But one thing I did want to say was. Um, I was going to say for anyone watching this, but no one's watching this. <laughs> um, but they might have seen on Instagram, uh, at the two Mr. P's Instagram or on the Facebook page when I did a little kind of video about going back to school that I've shaved my head. Yeah. Um, kind of got tired of of trying to uh, style my hair. My hair's super, super thick. Every barber that I've ever seen has commented on how thick my hair is. 
Um, and it's a metaphor for what? For you? <laughs> for what? The fact that I've got a thick pipe? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the fact it took you so Sorry. long to get that joke. Yeah. Well. Anyway, um, I shave. This is the, this is the annoying thing. You know when you're like. You know, we're all still in lockdown. It's grim, grim, grim. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I'm going to shave my head. I'm going to press restart, reload. You know, in a couple of weeks, my hair grows fast anyway. In a couple of weeks, my hair will be back looking, banging. But my issue was the day after, the day after I shaved my head, I got a spot on my nose. Like, <laughs> honestly, it, I've not, I'm not a spot that clean. That big, that red, in since I was like a teenager, and it was like as soon as I let my face, as soon as I let everyone see my face so clearly, my nose just burst out, and like you know, people in work were kind of like they, they started off by saying, "Oh, have you been in prison uh, yeah. over the half term because of my skinhead?" Yeah, and then 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 others said, "Oh, who's your new friend?" And I was a bit like. Really? <laughs> really? Um, so, you know, it's just one of them when you're down. But um, I have to say, it's just the ease of just not having to kind of worry about styling my hair. It's, it's a small win in this treacherous yeah. time we're all having. I just don't know what I'm going to do because it's like mid-April before the barber's open and I can't go yeah, soon. Are you going live up with that absolute barnet? I don't know. I'm just gonna have to wait and see. I might, I might, I might let Claire have a go. She did a decent job during lockdown one. So what I might do is let her have a go at the kids first. Let her sort of have a practice run at the kids because their hair's getting out of control. It's starting to look like, uh, yeah, this Edward. <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, yeah, they look like harsh that though. Yeah. Absolute guinea pigs, McGee. Oh, just yeah. like let Claire butcher their hair, then you just like, you know what, Claire, I'll leave it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got to on I can't be taking those sort of risks. I've got to, I've got to keep up appearances. So yeah, it's a it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. But we'll see. yeah, I'm gonna have to get summit done because I can't wait another eight weeks. Uh, why uh, why won't you go skinhead? Because I don't look like you. <laughs> you you know <laughs> no because of them ears. Well, yeah, I've got, I've got bigger, but I just wouldn't suit. I've got a no, no. You've got a bit of a, um, a bit of like. I mean, I've got like quite a big head, so a skinhead on me is not too bad. You've got like a well, bit of a, well. bit of a horse head, you know, like a bit of a wider long face. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? A bit of a cock face. <laughs> You're going on about. <laughs> You've got a ball head, testes. Yeah, look, get get two of me on that live at. We'll have a cock and two balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, half term. It was a is a different type of half term. It was good, like say, to switch off and not have to worry about work and stuff. But it was, I don't know. Sometimes I sort of struggle when I don't have a purpose to my day, and I think that's what I sometimes struggle with. Um, so I went on a couple of bike rides. That was all right. Uh, just loads of walks. That's all you could do is just walk everywhere. I don't think I've walked so much in my whole life than what I've done over the past few weeks. 
because that is literally all you can do, just walk in the freezing cold. But fingers crossed the weather gets gets a little bit brighter. Brighter days ahead, that's what I keep thinking. Whether it'll happen when they say it's going to happen, who knows? But there are brighter days ahead. Um, and either way, whether uh, we are where we're supposed to be or not, April 1st, next live app will be happening. And like we say, if, you, if you've got things planned, if you, I think by that point, or is it the day? Yeah, that by that point, you can do the garden thing. So even if you've got something like that planned, don't worry, get your ticket. You'll be able to watch it at any point over the over the Easter break. Do, so. Yeah, but you can only do the garden thing with with one other person, can't you? No, or not another by, household. Not by then. It's the uh, rule of six, I think. This is what I mean. It's too confusing, but yeah, it's it's. There's no doubt. It you can watch it whenever you want, and it will definitely be worth it. But um, I think we need to just take a moment just to talk about. I know we talk about Boris a lot. And obviously, I, I hook out a little bit of Boris here or there. To be fair, I'd take that wig now. I'd take that wig. Bit cold outside me now. <laughs> um, is how, how atrocious was his hair yesterday? He I made can't. Joke, didn't he? he made the joke in Parliament about um, having to wait so long for hairdressers to open. Or when he announced that hairdressers can open, he get, and he said something like. Uh, I can't remember what he said, but he made some sort of joke about it. He knows. It's just part Go of on, it. Do you it? Boris? Do you Boris, bro? What, do my Boris? I don't know. What, I can't remember what he said now. Uh, Say if he said like, I'm desperate April, for it. We will open the hairdressers. There you go. There's <laughs> that is truly awful. <laughs> love You love to see it. Yeah. People, I think people are desperate for more impressions from you. That's something we could do in the live app, I rate, is because that one you did the other week of Borat was too funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, I actually did a, a day in a school yesterday. Um, Travelled down to uh, a school down south and uh, did a training day in person. All COVID secure before anyone says anything. Um, and yeah, I'm sure people will say, well, it could have been done virtually. Well, I'm not going to lie. I think it the virtual stuff's absolutely fine, but it doesn't beat being there in person and having... Because you don't get dinner. It's because you don't get dinner virtually, you. Well, to be fair, they did order uh, Domino's, but I didn't get any because I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to get back on the old uh, counting calories, keeping in a calorie deficit to try and drop some weight before uh, things start reopening and then we just stuff our face and drink beyond limits so um but yeah I, got, I had to stay at this hotel and you had to it was a right nightmare so I had to like prove the fact that I was a key worker all this sort of jazz worst night's sleep I've ever had because there was an air conditioning unit in the hotel room that was just making all sorts of uh, of noises like oh it was I just felt like I just didn't sleep at all got out uh in the morning uh, to go to the school, and without thinking, I'd parked under the only tree in the car park of this hotel, and my car was literally covered in the most amount of bird poo, bird feces I'd ever seen in my life. Like we're talking, you know, like um, when the ice is over and you've got to spend like ten minutes de-icing your car. 
Yeah. Well, I had to do the same with bird poo, and I only managed to get just enough off my front windscreen to be able to drive it. So I was like, I can't do a drive home for a three, four hours with all this bird poo on my car. But then I didn't want to then be hanging around after school. So I was like, what am I going to So I was, right, I'll stop at the services. I'll get my car. I'll have to wash my car. And once I'd finished this training day, which went really well, and I absolutely loved because I was trying to work out the last time I actually did some sort of CPD training in front of other teachers, um, which felt like a lifetime ago. It was quite like before this whole pandemic, I'd never sort of get nervous doing doing any sort of CPD, but I did feel a little bit nervous just because it had been so long and I've got quite used to doing it all on Zoom. Um, so it was great to be doing it in front of people and actually having a reaction when I was telling some of my fantastic jokes. Um, but anyway, came out of the school and just as I'm driving through, there's these two, I don't know whether they were builders, I don't actually know what job they were doing, but one of them had a water, like a hose and they were sort of hosing down something. And I thought, I'm just going to go for it. So I was, while my window down, I was like, excuse me, is there any chance you could just try and spray some of this bird poo off my car? I must have sounded like an absolute psycho. <laughs> is there any chance? And um, it, 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 I don't know where he was from. He, he was sp speaking in sort of broken. It was like, uh, I'm not going to do the accent. I think it was Polish, but it was like. Nah, do it. you got to do it. No worries, my friend. No worries, my friend. And then he just started spraying and uh, cleared it all off. And I was like, oh, buzzing with that. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. And that goes to show that, you know, people are quite friendly. Uh, and in a time where we are, be, you know, see people seem to be quite short with each other because we're all fed up. I love that little act of kindness from that guy. He won't be listening, but um, he was my hero <laughs> yesterday. He was my hero. <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> that was Dutch. I said it was from Poland. <laughs> you say about my anymore. you say about my accents, and then anything European from you goes Dutch. No, it's it, not. It's you. You automatically go like you automatically do that Polish every time. Well, I said so I rate you as probably a Geordie. <laughs> I want Jordy. It was I rate you like, oh, you don't mind, you don't mind hosing this bird food here. Oh, we had no problem, man. And then you just like, oh, he's Polish. <laughs> no, it was, it wasn't. It was the other side of the country. It wouldn't have been from Newcastle. Um, so yeah, with these weekly episodes, obviously, when we were doing the fortnightly ones, then uh, things would happen. Things would be in the news, and I'd see him, and I'd be like, oh, we could talk about that on the podcast, but then. By the time that came round, the next episode came round, it was sort of like old news. So there are a couple of stories that I thought we could talk about. Um, a couple of them, well, one of them really has, has annoyed me. Um, I don't know if you've seen this one. And this is just, is this, again... Is, are, we, are, we going, are we ranting here or what? Uh, it's not really a rant. It's just sort of sharing, sharing the discussion. Uh, around it. So your normal your normal chat is now a rant. Like it's not a rant. There is no rant anymore. But it's just like with everything going on and all every you know every, I just don't think this is 
is is necessarily needed and and the way it sort of spiraled into gunning for for this guy so um the the rag of a newspaper which is the sun uh uh did an article yesterday about the uk the uk's wokest headmaster right have you seen this no no right so is this headmaster um and basically what what had happened from what i've grasped here is that um, a, a child in the school has suggested renaming the house teams. So, you know, like schools have different houses. Um, do you have houses at your school? Yeah, yeah, we have uh, authors. You have authors. So who, who do you have? Uh, Dahl, Donaldson. Ooh, Dahl's problem. Uh, Might have to change it. Malpurgo. Malpurgo's good. Uh, go on, you only got three. You no, can't uh, the Sharrett. Sharrett? What books? Nick Sharrett. Is it Nick Sharrett? What books does do they write? Um, well, no more <laughs> Pergo. More <laughs> Pergo does Kenzuki's, doesn't he? No, I want Sharrett. Name me Sharrett. Don't Sharot. insult me. You what? Name a Sharrett book. <laughs> um... Well, funny story about Sharrett is when I I'm, sure I, I'm sure I said this on the pod, when I first joined my school, yeah, because I'd never heard of Nick Sharrett at yeah. all, I, was, I had to run the sports day two weeks after joining my school. And as I was reading the, the, the uh, house names, I said like, oh, in fourth place, Dahl, in third place, Donaldson, in second place, more Pergo. Trying to be, you know, dead jolly, and I went, and in first place, Sharrett. <laughs> and oh no, or did I say Sharat? I went Sharat, and then they were like, like all the kids were laughing, and yeah. all the staff, and all the parents, and I was there going like, they love me, they really love me. Yeah. But then like he was like, no, it's it's Sharrett, and I went Sharat, horrendous. <laughs> But, uh, um, yeah. Anyway, moving on. No, no. Like in our school, we just call them the colours. They're just the they're just red, green, yellow, blue. <laughs> it's so basic, um, but it keeps things simple, and we don't, we, you know, we don't end up having the problem like this. This head teacher's faced. So basically, um, at this school, uh, an ex pupil or a pupil, I think an ex pupil maybe, had basically suggested to the head teacher that they rename the house uh, representatives, like the people they base it on, um, to more current, inspirational people of our time, right? So the head teacher's gone, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Let's get, you know, who would you like to um, suggest and, and that sort of thing. And so they've gone for the likes of Greta Thunberg, Marcus Rashford, Amanda Gorman, who did the poem for Joe Biden's inauguration. Um, and he's just faced a load of backlash because um, he's basically changed from the old people of like Francis Drake, uh, is it Walter Raleigh? And I think Nelson was another one. And he's basically been getting so much abuse from the likes of The Sun, the male have gone in on him. Uh, the Pierce Morgan was having a go at him as well. And I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. I just, I can't get me, when, when there's so much other stuff going on, why does naming your house teams 
really matter that much. Like I can understand why that head teacher's done it because he's thought, well, that child's had the, you know, the bravery or the, you know, the, not necessarily the bravery. The, just, just the willingness to reach out and make this suggestion. And we're always, as teachers, trying to empower our children to be passionate and to, you know, to take uh, an interest in things. And so if a child came up to us, if a child came up to me and was like, right, I'm thinking we should maybe name our houses something other than colours, I'd straight away be like, great idea, let's let's go for it. I don't understand why it's it's a big problem when all you're trying to do is inspire the kids to realise that if they are passionate about something, they can you know, follow that passion, they can, you know, do some amazing things. And just to see the amount of backlashes faced. And I've heard, I've read somewhere that he's had to sort of come off social media because of all the hate and the trolling and the backlash he was getting from uh, what these right-wing papers have sort of published about him. I just feel really sorry for what would have been like a nice little thoughtful way of giving children some sort of responsibility and power has just turned into a typical you know, ganging online where people are just giving him so much abuse where he just doesn't deserve it. It just really doesn't, I just, given everything that's going on as well. But then it got me thinking like, what would, if you could choose what you could name your houses. So blank slate, like whatever it was before, you can now, who would you go for? What would you get? What would you? I'd go for like action heroes. So you'd have (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, maybe Steven Seagal would be the renegade house. You gotta have you gotta have some female representation in there, Adam. What female action stars would you go for? Well, well, I'd go for like maybe like I'd pair them up. I'd go like you know Arnie and um, like Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It depends. You, 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 you know, I think, I think that kind of the ones that the head teacher picked seem really good. You yeah. know, Michelle Obama would be a good one yeah. um, to have as your house. I mean, what a, what a, what a wonderful role model. Serena Williams would be another great one. Yeah. Um, Sir Alex Ferguson would be a good one. You, you could talk about all day. I mean, you know, just going back to that, do you remember when we were younger and someone would tell us something? And you really don't really give two two craps about it. Yeah. And you just used to go, Care Bear. Do you remember that? Yeah. Care Bear. And whenever you said Care Bear, it was just kind of like, shut up. I don't care why you're telling yeah. me this rubbish. Not that important. Yeah. Yeah. If 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 someone if if someone said to me, say if I worked at the paper, it's like, oh, I've got this great story about this woke head teacher. Why is he woke? Oh, because he's renamed his houses Care Bear. Yeah. Shut up, write something important, a hole. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. stop being a loser. That head teacher in this current climate has probably had to put up with such an unbelievable amount of horrendous decisions, trying to protect himself, his family, his, his staff, his kids, his yeah. families, whatever it may be. And he's like you said, he's done it because the kids like proposed it. And he's gone for it, and there's no harm. The no. kids don't. The kids don't really care what the houses are called. And if anything, if they know, like Marcus Rashford House, you'd be buzzing, yeah. and you'd be wanting to beat it. You know, th- some of them names that you said before, I don't even know who they are. <laughs> but I think it goes. We we talked about this a while ago, didn't we? How you know we we as 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 a 
as a society, we really struggle with with historical figures who have obviously done a lot of good, but aren't squeaky clean. You know, so I listen to his podcast called Evil Genius, and it's Russell Kane. He does it. It's a great listen for anyone who uh, very different to this podcast in a way. But what they do is they take a famous historical figure who may well be deemed as someone great. Um, You've talked about this before. I've talked about it, but I'll mention it because they've brought a new series out, so I've been listening to a few more. Um, or it might be someone who's deemed evil. So they do like a, an episode on Pablo Escobar and, uh, and, and that sort of thing. And then they basically discuss how actually it's not as, as clear cut as that. It's not that someone is an out and out hero and could never put a foot wrong. You know, human nature tells us that people make mistakes, people make, you know, wrong choices. Um, and it's interesting how we really struggle as a society to accept that about people. Like we can't, it's either we put someone on a pedestal and they're completely untouchable or we they've got to be sort of cancelled. There's no sort of, well, actually, yeah, they did do some bad stuff, but they also did some some good stuff. And it, I think we've struggled to see where, where we then put those sort of people. But it is interesting because you find out some really eye-opening facts about people who you'd think were, you know, amazing and, and had gone down in history of be, as being these unbelievable heroes of, of that time. But actually, they were doing a lot of naughty, naughty things. But I think that's what they were picking up on, the fact that they were they changed it because some of these historical figures have had problematic issues that have come in, you know, come to light, which I don't, I don't even think was the main reason for it. I'm looking at it from a teacher's perspective going, well... If a child's made that sort of suggestion, why not let let's explore it? Because you could make it into a whole topic there, couldn't you? You could get children to suggest who they'd want as new uh, house leaders, and they might have to write or present or even make a video using some really useful tech. Uh, tutorial videos are available from my web. You could make it into a whole new, um, a whole project. Yeah, is is it's just it really annoys me how. Like you said, Kerber, like in the grand scheme of life, it's been going on. It just sums it sums up many a situation. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like when you hear these, when people get in touch and they tell you about these ridiculous, like, things and ridiculous, like, parenting um, requests and stuff. It's just like, Kerber. Yeah. I've got bigger, I've got bigger things to worry about. I mean, I bet that guy... That head teacher was just kind of like, "Oh, this is good. Yeah, we'll we'll go with it." Yeah. Then suddenly he's faced this backlash, and I bet he's just thinking, "Like, why are people asked about this? <laughs> it's a little school with a little hall, with the kids just going in the houses. Like you said, yours are red, blue, green, and yellow, or whatever. <laughs> so, what are you going to be in the sun if you rename them? Like, oh, they've renamed them. They should be the colours, the the no, real it- colours." It'll be something like someone will get offended that we, we've called it. You know, like years ago, you could mark with a red pen, and like no one marks with a red pen anymore because one someone once said it's it's an angry colour, and children get upset when they see the colour red because it's an angry colour. So now everyone's got a mark in green. Well, now you've got a mark in like every colour under the sun because you know, God forbid, you just use one pen to mark anymore. It'd be like that. It'd be like someone complaining. Um, you need to change the colour because the, the colour red is far too aggressive. It's such an aggressive colour. 
Uh, I don't want to be in Team Blue because it's too sad. <laughs> I feel sad yeah, to be yeah. in Team Blue. That's what it'd be like. It's just like, who, who cares? Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I quite like the idea of people within that living memory who you can aspire to be. So, you know, looking at the likes of Marcus Rashford, Greta Thunberg, and these amazing young people who have gone on to do, you know, amazing things. I think it's... Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I think it's good that, you know, we sort of put, you know, focus on it and children can learn a bit about that and, you know, hopefully inspires them to go on and change the world for the better. But yeah, it was, uh, I just do feel sorry for that head teacher. So if you are listening, mate, just keep doing the amazing job that you're doing because uh, on this podcast, we appreciate it. But going back to Care Bear, someone shared in the group um, this link, which was teacher slang, right? 30 words yeah, for educators only. Did you see this? I, I, I did see it. I didn't click on it though. Right. Okay. So um, I thought we could, I thought we could go through some of them because some of them are pretty, pretty funny actually. So it's like a word and then a definition. So if I give you the word, you've got to try and guess what sort of teacher slang this is for. Yeah? Okay. Right. So the first one is Crayola. So what do you think Crayola might be teacher slang for? Uh, teacher slang for? Like crayons? Well, yeah. Well, it, 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 it cray-cray. Right, so it's like cray cray, crazy, off the wall. Oh, really? So my oh, class right. is okay. Crayola today. Ah, right, okay, right, I get it yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, all right. Right, next one, shbay. Right, so it's spelled S-H-B-A-E, but pronounced shbay. I think that might be. Um, oh, God, it's hard, this. I'm nowhere... Is it... Is I'll it like a, a naughty it's word? Like, is it? It's like an acronym. So each letter stands for something. Shbay. S-H-B-A-E. B-A-E? B-A-E, yeah. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you a clue. The last E is email. She hasn't... Uh, <laughs> she, she hasn't... What was it again? Shebay. S-H-B-A-E. She hasn't... It's not, she hasn't. <laughs> right. Uh, go on, go on. Should have been an email. So oh, should have been an email. That staff That's meeting good. was totally spayed this afternoon. I quite like that one. I think that's quite good. Um, there's then Chopper. Chopper. Um, is it where you've got to make a, make a quick dart? No. <laughs> what do you like mean? You gotta get to the chapel. Yeah, well, what does what's chopper another word for? Helicopter. Yeah. So it's like helicopter parents. You know, parents who are like really muddy coddling the kids. So call them choppers. Josh's parents. I didn't know they were called choppers. choppers. I thought they were just called pecs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but choppers. Uh IBH. IBH. Is that an acronym? Yeah. IBH. IBH. Um, IBH. IBH, yeah. Um, right, clue. What's the, is the I, does the I mean I? No. IBH. Wait, 
Something the kids might do. Uh, uh, what the kids might do. This is well hard. This is hard. It's hurting my head. Um, <laughs> Don't need this second day back after half term. Not at all. And I've got no hair. Not that that makes any difference. <laughs> uh, um, injury? No. Inappropriate, but hilarious. Oh. One, of my, one of my students said something so IBH today. I couldn't stop myself from laughing out loud. Do class. people actually use these, or is this like a new thing? Well, it is American, so uh, it's very Americanized. But some of them I might start using, to be fair. Like um, it could be. I, I was going more like, you know, oh yeah, she's, you know, oh what's happened to, what's happened to Dolly, and she's like, oh she's IBH, like you know, she's injured but happy. <laughs> no, inappropriate. Like she still smashed her face. She's smashed her face, but she's smiling. Yeah. Uh, I like this one, Bob. I got to think carefully about Bob. This. Bob. I'll put it in a sentence. Like bring, Who keeps bringing own burgers? Leave? You what? Bring own burgers. No, it's not. No. Um, who keeps bobbing the copier and leaving it like that? Or oh, uh, blocking, uh, breaking, uh, uh, bobbing, uh, uh, <laughs> it's blaming, like blaming. It's like that episode of Friends where Joey goes on the TV show. A ghost! Something in your fridge. <laughs> A ghost! Uh... Uh, blaming? No, it's uh, Bob equals Bob Marley. We jamming, jam the photocopier. Ah, that's dumb. You're not, you're not having that one. No, I, I, I request to move on because I'm getting a headache. <laughs> well, you can check those out. I think it was Anna who shared that on the uh, Facebook group, uh, and you can join the Facebook group for more of uh, of those. Well, just more teacher banter posts. There's loads of people sharing some really funny stuff. Um, in fact, one more news story, actually, in this one. Because one thing we didn't talk about last ep uh, was, and this was before half term, was the infamous uh, Holmes Chapel Zoom meeting that went viral. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um and obviously that just went, I mean, I watched it before. I actually got onto it quite quickly on Twitter and we were laying in bed and I was just watching this thing because it was like being retweeted by loads of people. And I, I honestly laughed at it for so long. I ended up watching the whole, uh, well, not the whole, but the highlighted version, which was about 20 minutes because it was just nonstop bants. I mean, my favourite character is the one who uh, shouts out, illegally. <laughs> he's my favourite where he's like um, we need two councillors no you can't because the vice chair's here <laughs> Wait, is, that the one that, is that the one that's like the vice chair's here I take charge <laughs> yeah I that take is, charge oh, I, I, the, other, the other old guy where he's just like you've got no authority here Jackie Weaver <laughs> Yeah. Um, 
But there's been another story that's come out. I don't know if you've uh, you've seen this one. And this is all, again, from the States. So an entire, and it's a massive O, this, a huge O. Um, an entire California school board has resigned after making disparaging remarks about families in an online meeting that they did not realise was being publicly live-streamed. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine. So, um, yeah, somewhere in California, they're basically having this meeting, having this Zoom or whatever it is, and they're just going in on parents who are complaining and moaning, and then halfway through, they realise it's streamed online. <laughs> Just, just imagining what some of the Californians like were saying. Jerry's just like, yeah, so you know, like Molly's mom, and like, which one's Molly's mom again? You know, the one with the fat ass. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've all been, they've all been, they've all had to resign. Over seven thousand people signed up as it. But I mean, the thing is, there is, there is, you know, straight away you think, oh, they should not be making those sort of comments about parents well we've all been there <laughs> we've all had that one parent who makes your life a living hell and you know sometimes you do need to just have a good uh, good little moan but what i would suggest is making sure that the platform you're using is password safe password secure and um Right, so just before we go into some uh, of our features for this week, uh, I want, well, I'm going to, the first feature we're going to have this episode, and I know that we usually do a COVID of the week, and I will play the jingle for this. Um, but this week, we've actually got a Cove hero of the week. Um, so I'll play the jingle. I, I don't know if I should play this because it's COVID, but actually we're, we're mixing it up. We're, we're going to try and be a little bit more positive here. Um, an actual hero. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. Instead of instead of um, instead of playing the jingle, how about I give the listeners a live jingle for Cove Hero? Go on then. Right. You ready? Go for it. <clears throat> then a Cove Hero comes along. With the strength to care. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, so um, a primary school teacher, Anthony Cannon-Jones, from Halton Primary in Barry, in Barry, Vale of Grand Morgan. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, go on, you do a Welsh accent then. You, did, you can't just put me on the spot just because you're oh, terrible yeah. at accent. All right. So I'm, I'm putting myself out there. I'm trying to entertain the masses with my accent. I'll throw it over to you, and you know where... You were like, from Barry? From <laughs> Barry? I'm doing my Welsh. From Barry? From Barry? <laughs> anyway, I sound like when Little Mix did that thing, she's like, Balagra, <laughs> whatever <laughs> right, so um, basically this parent, so this teacher, Mr. Mr. Cannon-Jones, teaching his year four class through Zoom, and as the teacher's doing the, the lesson, one of the boys uh, or one of the pupils' dads ends up having a seizure, and um, 
the the teacher sort of panicking, not sure what to do, um, but was able to then sort of keep the boy who was quite upset and quite uh, scared and shocked, um, keeping him calm and basically tried to get, well, just help the situation, just got uh, ambulance on the phone over to the house as soon as possible. So during this Zoom lesson, um, noticing that something was wrong, he was able to step up and um, help the dad get the medical attention he deserved. And I just thought, what a hero, what an absolute hero. Because, I mean, remote teaching is is tough enough, but being able to spot that in a, in a Zoom lesson of 30 kids, being able to pick up on it, keep the boy calm, and just help the whole situation out is uh, well worthy of our Cove Hero of the Week. So, Mr... I- Come and take a bow. Yeah, that's a great, uh, and and I'm sure if uh, Mr. Jones is listening to this, he appreciates the live jingle that we did for him. Well, um, yeah. But alongside that, you know, I wonder if he was having a an online learning walk at the time, well, <laughs> getting marked well, down because he went off topic. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, I think. Yeah, surely not. Surely not. Surely that wouldn't happen. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'd do in that situation. I don't think I'd have the calmness and coolness to be able to... I'd be absolutely... I'd be nowhere, I reckon. I'd be all over the shop just worrying and panicking. But, yeah, he's he's able to calm and sort the whole situation out. So, Mr. Cannon-Jones, take a bow. You are this week's Cove Hero of the Week. Maybe that might be a feature. Well, we'll need to do a Cove... Yeah, I was going to say, we'll need to do a Cove Hero... Um, jingle. There's so many that you could do for Cove Hero. I like the I like the Mariah Carey one. I think I could hit them notes. Um, Can't even do a Welsh accent. Are you going to hit those notes? Also got the you know. All I want is a hero. I'm doing up for a hero. And you got that one. And then you got was it Nickelback that added one? What was that? How did that go? Uh, I don't remember. I, I'm just there goes my hero. Oh no, that's Foo Fighters, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Nickelback. What, which did Nickelback do? Nickelback had one. Look uh, at this photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this hero in this photograph. I was thinking of Enrique, though. Enrique, I could be your coffee. Yeah, that's, what, that's it. Uh, Sorry, what? I could hit those notes. Yeah, you're nowhere. Do you remember when I did that jingle thing? Settle, settle, the, uh, settle the thing, the, the jingles, and honestly... 95% were saying that that parent jingle is the worst. I don't deny that, but I just want to make it clear that the reason I did that jingle was because you couldn't do it. Do you not you remember were, this? You nowhere. I do, I do remember what that. Tune? Yeah. I hold on to the wings of the <laughs> eagle. Watch as we all fly away. I read it. I read that source. I remember when we used to get on the bus to school, right? And we used to, there was this, there was this uh, mate in our group of friends who used to throw out just ridiculous statements uh, and we would debate them the whole bus ride. Uh, sometimes we agreed with him, but would always take the opposite stance just to, to wind him up. So I remember once he made a claim, and it was towards the end of the bus journey, he made the claim that the moon landing was fake. 
to which we were like, what are you talking about? And then he actually went home and printed off loads of <laughs> pictures of evidence to prove his theory right. And then the whole bus ride in the morning was him presenting his findings to try and convince us that the moon landing never happened, to which we just discredited as much as possible. And I remember one day he made the bold claim that Nickelback were the biggest band in the world. <laughs> the biggest <laughs> band in the world. And um, <laughs> we were like, surely you've not got a leg to stand on with this. And he was going on about worldwide record sales and how... Uh, I tell you what, do you know what? He missed a trick there, because if, if you went, what proof have you got if you'd have turned around and gone, look at this photograph! <laughs> look at this chart graph! Um, <laughs> but it does remind because that's the only thing I ever remember when Nickelback comes on, is that statement he made on the bus <laughs> being so serious, like, uh, yeah, Nickelback are the biggest band in the world. And we were like, what are you going on about? I'm sure at the time... Five were bigger than Nickelback. A1 <laughs> were bigger than Nickelback. But yeah. I'll tell you what, though, there's some Nickelback tunes that are all right. Like, I mean, I'm not, that, that, that hero one from Spider Man is, a, yeah. I, I'm going to listen to that in the shower in a bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm a massive shower music guy. Oh, yeah. and, and, and I proper like go for it in the shower. And I like, think that I look really mint and just yeah. like, so tonight it's just going to be like, in this season. <laughs> <laughs> do you um, have do you, I don't, I tend to have my showers in the morning. Do you have, how many showers do you I have? have two a day. Do you? I have two, two a day. day. I'm, I yeah, two a day is because, um, obviously I have one in the morning, so I'm nice and fresh for work. And then because I'm so active at work and stuff and I come home, I always <laughs> like to... It's got nothing to do with being active. You just stink. It has. <laughs> I don't stink at all. In fact, I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people comment on how beautiful I smell, and it's true. You'll never find the other Mr. P with bad pits, bad trumps, or bad breath, ever. Bad, bad. Whereas you, ICT, take all the above. That's nearly as big a bold a st- statement than Nickelback being the biggest band in the world. Where's your proof? I take charge. <laughs> <laughs> Illegally. Look at that deodorant. <laughs> um, now, I tend to only take one. Jokes. I've got some jokes for you. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's get a quick word from this week's sponsor. And then we'll get some of the, the jokes in. This week, we are once again proud to be sponsored by Too Simple. TooSimples.com digital platform is a value-based approach that empowers children aged 5 to 11 to develop confidence and make safe choices. Created by Sharon Doty in conjunction with children, safeguarding leads and senior leaders from across the UK's police force. The platform speaks to children in their own language with free resources to support children's safety and resilience against emerging threats. Housing over 24 themes, including overviews, lesson plans and activities, enabling schools to deliver a rich PSHCE curriculum, which fully meets the requirements of the 2020 RSE framework. 
We've also added a range of stories to the platform. The stories are available on a PDF, and Sharon has filmed these Jackanory style so that you can share them as part of your PSHCE lessons. And they also come with a series of questions and cover the themes change, feeling angry, feeling special. Dotcom Digital also has a range of free resources to support children's safety and resilience against emerging threats suitable for years two, five and six. These cover the following themes, emergency services, grooming, knife crime and county lines. You can download your free sample pack of lessons and access the free content from .com digital at 2simple.com forward slash 2 Mr. P's. That's the number 2, simple.com forward slash the number 2 MRPS. Right, so I've got a couple of uh, couple of jokes lined up, and and again, I've, you know, I really do um, think that the other Mister P's jokes are really striking a chord. People are enjoying just the the carefree bands. I've had. I've had quite a few memos um, that where people have seen the Mr. P's jokes and a couple of them I've, t- I've told a couple of like, you know, ones that are not suitable for the pod, but no, for like friendly. a 30th birthday shout out. Yeah. Um, it's all good. So I've got some ones here. You know, I always do it. A couple of like easy ones. One or two, a little bit, a little bit, you know, cheeky. There's one, right? There's one joke that I read here and I cry my eyes out when I read it. Yeah. And then I read it back the day after. I was like, why the fuck? That's so funny. <laughs> so, um, why did the ketchup blush? Because uh, he saw the salad dressing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, what do Alexander the Great and Winnie the Pooh have in common? The same middle name. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on, pod listeners. Get with me. <laughs> this one's good. A good lesson, actually. Never criticise someone until you have walked a mile in their shoes. That way, when you criticise them, you'll be a mile away and you'll have their shoes. Me to the... This this is a bit more of a raunchy one, but I thought it was too funny. Reminded Reminded me of you, actually. Me to the doctor. I've hurt my penis in a surfing accident. Doctor... Did you fall off your board? Me. No, I slammed my laptop shut when the wife walked in. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. Uh, And then this is the last one. And I really hope, in fact, it will make me very, very happy. If you listen to this joke and this makes you laugh, please write in the group. Please (laughs) follow and message on Insta. Because this is, I think this is one of the, <laughs> I, think this is one, I think this is one of the greatest jokes ever. Yeah. Are you ready? Go on. What do you call a Frenchman wearing sandals? Philippe Philop. 
<laughs> Philly, fill up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Honestly, that yeah. right there, no matter what, that, you know, if you, if you've, if you're coming and watching the live episode on or April 1st, or if you've got tickets to watch us later in the year, I rate I'm hooking that joke out again. <laughs> <laughs> Frenchman wearing sandals. Yeah. Philippe Philop. Great. Um, I know I said I didn't have a rant this week, but something it just reminded me there of something that I've started to notice where I, I really don't know how to feel about it. So obviously, um, with all the stuff that I'm sharing online, it uh, gets loads of comments and, and that sort of thing. And I don't tend to look at the comments that much because otherwise I'd never sleep. But I've started to notice this pattern where uh, people will tag in my videos, so it'll be a video of me talking, you know, something school-related, you know, yes, guys, Mr. P here, all that jazz. And someone will tag... Um, a friend of theirs in saying like, oh, here's your doppelganger or uh, I didn't know you were making videos about teaching me or there was one that was like, why does this sound exactly like Mr. P? And I just feel quite intrigued. I'm like, oh, uh, if they think they look like me, let's just have a quick click on the profile and, and see. None of them look anything like me they <laughs> the closest resemblance honestly the closest resemblance is there's a couple that i've just got the hair swept to the side like i'll say to claire i was like you think that looks like me and she'll be like no i was like well people keep tagging these people in saying that i'm their double and she's like you're joking they look nothing like you you know like when someone who is it that they made the uh comparison of where they, someone said i look like um oh what was it Oh, it's thingy off the last leg, Alex Brooker. Alex Brooker, off the, like, no way, there's no resemblance there at all, apart from the hair, which at the minute with this do is uh, <laughs> is rather, yeah, it needs a cut. There's no other resemblance, but that's what it's like. It's that sort of level where people are, you know. Um, but it's like that thing, though, isn't it? It's like that thing where people make, like, ridiculous lookalike shouts to try and oh. be funny. So, do you not remember where Mick Hucknall stuck with me for ages? <laughs> and it's like, you, I look like nothing me. like Mick Hucknall. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm sure one of them, um, that someone tagged, tagged, you remember in X Factor, there was that guy, and I'm sure he's been arrested now. I can't remember what... what oh, the, the, the small guy. The small guy, yeah. And it and what, again someone it, said you look like him. No, but someone who got tagged. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what I might need to. Oh, but yeah, right, yeah. It's uh Danny Tetley is called. He's now been jailed. <laughs> <laughs> He's now been jailed for nine years for child sex offences. Um, but someone got it was obviously wasn't him, but I tell you what. That was a better shout. <laughs> Whoever got tagged saying they look like me with a spitting image of Danny Tetley, right? Look nothing like me. <laughs> I was fuming. I was like, <laughs> either this is some you know next what? level trolling. I was feeling 
I was feeling a bit down in the dumps and, you know, all the uncertainty and back to work after half term. But you looking like Alex <laughs> Tetley is, is one of the funniest things. <laughs> no, it wasn't him. It was, but someone like... But like, like, it was, it was no, like... That, that, no, I'm just claiming that now, that you got looking like Danny <laughs> I can't remember what video it was. It might have been that one where it's, um, I can't, it was one of the recent ones. And someone just tagged in like, I don't know who it was, like Gary or something. Uh, Gaz, spit an image of you this, mate. And I just clicked on the profile. And I swear it looked like that guy off the X Factor. I was like, he looks nothing like me. What's going on here? <laughs> Fuming. Fumes me, gay. Love that. Like, you know, I'm clicking on it going, oh, I bet this will look like that Gerard Butler fella or Brad Pitt or Bex. No, Danny Tetley. <laughs> Danny Tetley's doppelganger is being tagged because he looks similar to me. Oh, so, yeah. Um, I'm feeling down in the dumps because <laughs> I keep getting... And then there was another one that I got tagged in. Someone tagged me in saying that the voice, the voice was the exact same, same as mine. And it was what, was like it Joe mine. Pasquale? <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing like mine. I mean, the worst one I've ever had, and I'm sure I've mentioned this on the pod in earlier episodes, and this was face-to-face. This, was one, this wasn't even online. But a TA at a school that I'd done some training at, I'd done the training, went, went you know, really well on the way to my car. And this TA, a little, little older TA, she came and she went, oh, can I just tell you? And I thought she was going to say, Today has been absolutely brilliant. She went, can I just tell you that you really, really remind me of Steve MacDonald? I went, <laughs> what? She went, you know Steve MacDonald from Corrie? I went, yes, I know Steve MacDonald from Corrie, but how in the hell <laughs> do I remind you of Steve MacDonald? Like, what? Did... <laughs> and, then, and then she clearly saw that I was fumes. I was fuming. <laughs> so she started backtracking. She was like, no, I think it's just your voice. I think it's just because you're northern. <laughs> I was like, I've had Robbie Williams before. I'll take a Robbie Williams shout. I can handle that. Honestly, that you're making me cry laugh because do you know what? Looking at you on the camera now, you do have a look at Steve McDonough. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I'm not having that one. I'm not having it. <laughs> Hey, don't don't write off. Steve McDonald clears up Cora. Yeah, he's had about five wives, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. so funny. That it's yeah. so it's so it's such like a grim thing, though. If someone commits to it, like, oh, do you know who you look like? And you're thinking, oh God, please, yeah, please God. Like, um, I remember when someone said, "Who do you rate you look like?" With a skin, this was this was not this skinhead. Yeah, it was a skinhead of old, and it was like uh, someone said, "Who do you think you look like? Who've you based it on?" Now I don't know if anyone remembers Brad Pitt in Ocean's Twelve, but he he shaves his head in Ocean's Twelve, and he's got kind of similar colouring as our Brad. So I said, uh, "I said Brad Pitt, Ocean's Twelve, and they were like, "No way, you look like Sean Dyche." <laughs> now, if anyone's listening to this. And doesn't know who Sean Dyche is. <laughs> he's the Burnley football manager. And if you search him on Google Images, I guarantee... <laughs> that is such a good shout. 
Oh god. If we do if we do the uh episode 75, no context spoilers, it's just gonna be a picture of Steve McDonald and Sean Dye. <laughs> Definitely. Oh um, god. Anyway, we've got to get on because we've got loads to get through. Do you know I've I'm got in, hang on? Do you know in like an earlier episode? Yeah, ages ago we were talking about who'd play us in a film. <laughs> <laughs> and we were arguing about Chris Pratt. If for some strange reason someone actually wrote a screenplay, can you imagine how gutted you'd be? Because <laughs> they always make it, like whenever you do a, a film that's like based on true events, um, they always end up getting someone who looks, who, who's like obviously a lot better looking to play you. But how 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 much would it hurt if you got a, a a film based on your life, and then they cast for our parts they cast Sean Day <laughs> or Mick Hucknell? They're not going to cast. They're not going to cast a a, a, a Steve manager. McDonald. They'd probably get a two for one. They'd get Steve McDonald and Chesney. <laughs> <laughs> I was try- I'm trying to think. Has there ever been like two cars for one? Has there, there, there ever been like a glow down when it comes to a, a film being made of a person? Because what was I watching recently? It's like, do you remember the film? Oh, what was the film called? With uh, oh, some dog. It was based on a true story, and it had just Alpha been Dog. Alpha Dog, right? So when I watch films like that where it's based on a true story. The first thing I do is then research to find out who the real people are. And I don't think there's been ever a bigger glow up than in that film, the actual guy who Justin Timberlake's character is based on. Because if you search, it's, it's worlds apart. It's absolutely worlds apart. It's like, um, what's the one we watched recently? I watched, you know, because you mentioned it in the Claire Balding interview, the Eddie the Eagle film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like that. It's like, uh, what's he called? Taron Edgerton. Taron Edgerton. Yeah, he plays uh, Eddie, Eddie the Eagle, which in real life, <laughs> I mean, he does a really good job, don't get me wrong. But I, I, if anyone's listening to this and you've got an example of where it goes opposite, so the person in real life gets a glow down in it. Do you know what I mean by a glow down? Where it's like a downgrade, because it's always someone who's a lot better looking, who ends up playing you in a film. You know, what? give me another example, Adam. You must know with your movie knowledge. What, do you mean where someone plays someone? Yeah, but they, they, they're a lot better looking because they're a Hollywood A-lister. Uh, well, you'd probably have... Well, the only one I could say is, is when they get done up. Like, Christian Bale got done up as Al Gore, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, he looks that's like, grim. Yeah. I want, I want to see if... I'd love to find an example of where someone's buzzing that they're getting a film made about him, but then it'd be like that. Steve McDonald gets. <laughs> I feel bad. At, like I'm giving Steve McDonald a hard hard time there, but yeah, that was. I was I just feel like if I feel like if there was a movie made about Steve McDonald, and then you played him, he'd feel the same way. <laughs> he'd be gutted. Who's this yeah. guy? He'd yeah. be like, "Have you seen the Absolute?" Have you seen the absolute trail <laughs> of women behind me and he's getting played by this nerd? All right, okay, let's move on. Let's get some more uh, features under our belt for this episode. Right, what do you want to go to next? Right, well, I've got, I've got this, like, 
I've got teacher injuries, but it's right. like, it's crazy because it's just, I'll explain why. Right, let's play the jingle. Late night, limp home, work sucks, I know, I got injured in my school, and now I feel like a fool, saying ain't so, I will not go, Saturday and e I want to go home. Right, so teacher injuries, it's pretty funny this, I went back on an old post and was like having a little look. And like I always say, you know, we've got so many amazing people getting in touch and please, please do carry on commenting on posts on Facebook, whatever, like Lee puts up. Make sure you go to the website, tworecipespodcast.com and enter any stories because we're trying our best to work through them. And they are all amazing in their own right. So if you have entered one and we've not read it yet, then don't worry, because we have a bank. Um, oh, there's over a thousand. There's over a thousand stories um, that are there to get going. But we've just, we just, you know, not got. But if you've yet. got, if you've got absolute juice, like ridiculous yeah. juice, then you're gonna get into the A list of getting on the live episode. That's where everyone wants to be. They yeah. want to be on the live episode. So I've got a few from who that have been messaged to me on Instagram, all completely confidential um, and anonymous. Yeah. Um, and so if you if you do follow at to Mr. P's podcast on Insta, feel free to message whatever it is, because I've had some, I have had some, and I'm telling you this right now, do not miss April 1st, because there are some gold. But anyway. Going back to some teacher injuries. This is one person. Now, a few episodes ago, I did this one where it was one person, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was loads of crazy stuff. This is one person. I had my sternum broke by a rogue cricket ball in a tennis PE lesson. (laughs) So much wrong with that. (laughs) Well, wait. Someone found... Sternum... Where's his sternum? I had my... Is sternum your bum? What? Is your sternum your bum? I thought it was like your stomach. Like your like your chest. Oh yeah, yeah, it's your breastbone, isn't it? Right. What did you think it was? Your ass? <laughs> yeah, backside. <laughs> no, that's called your ass. <laughs> so So I I had my sternum. Right, I'm, I'm reading it again. Right, go on. I had my sternum broke by a rogue cricket ball in a tennis <laughs> PE lesson. Someone found a cricket ball left over from another class in the long grass. Look, luckily, it missed all the kids' heads, but hit me in the chest two days in hospital. Well, yeah. right? So there's one. Wait, hang on a second. Then just like... I'm, just... How hard did that kid throw the ball? If you're well, not... I'm thinking, did he did he throw it or did he did he like tennis ah, like forearm right. it? Right. I just and had then a just, thought. Just that... a little... Oh no, I just had a thought there that the kid because <laughs> he said it missed all the kids' heads, so he must have been a fair distance. So is is there's a kid with the ball, the whole class, then the teacher, and he's managed to throw it. 
I mean, you'd be break, you'd break your chest bone, but you'd be like, I'm going to sign you up to Lancashire, lad. <laughs> Get your trials. Yeah. Lancashire Lightning. Well <laughs> yeah. What an arm. <laughs> like that film, do you remember that well film? Done. Well done. <laughs> yeah, remember that film when we were younger um, where the kid broke his arm and then he was yeah, able was to... Angels in the Outfield. No, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't... It... I'm sure it was the kid from American Pie. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was. Uh, and he broke oh his arm, God. but then he was able to pitch in like the major leagues. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It was. Uh, yeah. What was it called? I can't remember the name of it. It was. It was. It was a pretty big film on it. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Yeah. Rookie Great of film. the year. So but then, so then, obviously, this, this, this uh, person. Broke sternum, two days yeah. in hospital. Then underneath that says, also been knocked out by a shot put in a PE lesson. <laughs> right? That was just a little one. <laughs> then it says, also had my blood pressure significantly drop to the level when the paramedics had to be called after demonstrating a perfect forward roll because no one in my class could do it in a PE lesson. <laughs> I'm going to correct them. It clearly wasn't a perfect forward roll if the paramedics had to get called out. <laughs> and then... <laughs> is, this a, is this a primary or secondary school teacher? Do you know? Well, I, I don't know, but I'm guessing only because of the cricket ball that it's secondary. But yeah. again, I'm not sure. But then it says... Moral of these tales, I really shouldn't teach PE. <laughs> I was about I, to say that. So fair dues, you're thinking there, it's over. But <laughs> yeah. oh no, it's not. Because <laughs> the person then comments on their own post <laughs> and then says, oh. <laughs> <laughs> also managed to give myself concussion in praise assembly. <laughs> So, yes, in front of 200-odd kids and parents, <laughs> <laughs> as I stood up after picking... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me do this again. Also <laughs> managed... <laughs> also managed to give myself concussion... In praise assembly, in front of 200-odd kids and parents, as I stood up after picking the connector up for my laptop, I banged my head on a fire extinguisher! (laughs) (laughs) These last three, so this is the concussion, (laughs) this is the concussion in celebration assembly, the yeah. blood pressure dropping and paramedics coming, and then they're knocked out by a shot put. <laughs> All happened at his current school, and he's only been there five years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that is. That, uh, is... <sighs> that is brilliant. So funny. I mean, yeah, you get some schools where, like in your school, you tend to to teach the PE, and it tends to be because, like you know, well, whatever the reason, you're passionate about it. Or whatever he should, <laughs> he should, you know, he needs his own risk assessment for teaching a PE lesson. 
I just always take my mind back. I know we've spoke about it, but when he's there trying to teach a forward role and the kids are kind of swaying to one side and swaying to the other, you get that moment where you think, I've still got it. I'll show them what to do. Does a forward roll, then the blood pressure plummets and the paramedics get called. If I was in that PE lesson, I'd be like, God's sake, sir, I was well up for PE. I wonder what he did. Did he do the forward roll and then come up to standing to present like in the gym and then just, just fainted with no blood pressure? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I bet the class are like, oh, God, he's done it again. <laughs> Uh, funny. Oh. Right, I've got well, I've got a couple of injuries as well. So a few years ago, I decided on one fateful day, under all the pressures that the job brings, I could not only work with my teacher focus group, but I could also bang up a display behind me all in one session. So of course, had everything ready, laminated, standard, and was ready to smash this hour of my life multitasking to the limit. All started well. Teaching was on point. And then I made the ridiculous decision to try and try one independently, to, to say try one independently. Um, I turned to get a few bits up, but needed to check my group were acing the task and stapled, staple gunned my own hand in front of my class. Yes, a low moment, but they came first despite the demand. I mean, I'm just thinking about what do you say there? So you staple your gut and you're just like, <laughs> you know, like when you're trying not to you're trying not to make so much of a scene <laughs> miss you all right it'd just be what it'd be one of them wouldn't it like you'd go to the sensible one in the class just like mary could you go and get miss jones please just like dead just while blood's pouring i'm bleeding profusely if you can hurry up as quick as you can um i'm a head teacher it wasn't I'm glad it wasn't that PE teacher. He'd have, he'd have done a home alone. He'd have stapled his hand, then stapled his ass, then stapled his face. <laughs> Marv it up. Um, well, she's a teacher now, and it stayed with her. It doesn't matter what you're being asked to do. If the children are at the heart of your practice, you can't go wrong. Um, and I've got one more. Last year, as an NQT, uh, always happens, I was given a new timeline by our curriculum lead and as a bit of a history nerd, I was very excited to get it up on my wall. But the only place I could put it up was above my display boards. I decided at lunch to quickly jump on the table to put it up and gradually shuffled across the room. I managed to get it up fine, a few judgmental table squeaks, but fine, but made the mistake of leaning back to admire my handiwork. As the table lost its balance, I shot forward. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shot forward and managed to smack my back against the corner of the table and my head against the wall. <laughs> Double whammy! Uh, <laughs> uh, as I very ungracefully fell off, I then had to t teach the rest of the afternoon <laughs> with a bruised back and possible concussion. <laughs> to make matters worse, as I tried to carefully walk down the stairs the next day, I fell down those two and hit my back with considerable force again. Safe to say I was known as the clumsy accident-prone NQT from that point onwards. Love the podcast. Thanks so after for my, NQT, up my commute. 
Say what? After my NQT year, I got a, as I'm saying, after the NQT year, I got a job as a PE teacher. <laughs> it's the same person. Yeah. Oh, God. Great times, great times. Right. Let's move on and get some, uh, just some listener stories in. So let's play the jingle. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, listener stories. Uh, uh, Mr. P's bringing the heat. Uh, ha ha. Can y'all hear that? Can y'all hear that? Ha ha. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> We've both got some listener stories to share with you. Uh, Adam, do you want to go first? Yeah, so um, many years ago during an Ofsted inspection, my lesson in a year one class was being observed by a lady inspector. I asked the children to ask a question about a story I had read to them, and they enthusiastically raised their hands to answer. The little girl I asked pointed at the inspector and asked, is that your nan? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Love it. That's great. This was sent to me on um, this was sent to me on Insta, which gave me a giggle actually. Um, so yeah, Sam on Insta said, uh, "Just started listening to your podcasts. Uh, I'm a TA uh, and juggling three kids, and basically saying that uh, the podcast has really helped." Um, so basically, it says, "I work in the same school that my son attends." He's been going to work. Uh, he's been going to school in the mornings whilst I work, and then I take him home with me when I finish at lunch times. Meaning he has to join in afternoon Zoom lessons. Last Friday afternoon, my son asked me if he could have a can of Coke whilst he had his lesson, not wanting him to be thirsty, but knowing he shouldn't really drink on the Zoom. I told him to ha- to have it, but he shouldn't drink it on the screen because it it meant it because it's meant to be a lesson and you don't usually eat or drink uh, in normal lessons and the Zoom lessons are exactly the same. Yeah. My son promised me he wouldn't drink on the Zoom, so I left him to his lesson pottering about in the kitchen. At the end of the lesson, his teacher sent me sent them into some breakout rooms to socialise. And whilst I was tidying the kitchen, I heard a group of children shouting, Chug it! Chug it! <laughs> I turned around to see my eight-year-old chugging his can of Coke on the live Zoom. (laughs) Needless to say, I was not impressed, and I crouched behind the iPad to mouth to him, put it down. (laughs) Everyone at work thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, absolutely brilliant, that one. (laughs) Tell you what, if your kids did that, Adam, you'd you'd be so proud. (laughs) <laughs> Where's like, he from? You're working your way to a Jamo's son. <laughs> Where's he from? Finland. What's he speak? Finnish. 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 Great stuff. And then I've just got um this one. This uh <laughs> this does have a, a swear word in it, but it's not that bad. Right. <laughs> so as an NQT telling a little so-and-so in my year six class to shit down and shut up. <laughs> Stunned silence across the classroom. Me eyeballing the boy with my hardest stare and hoping to God he doesn't laugh 
or my career is over before my first year in the job. He didn't and sat down sheepishly as I continued teaching. <laughs> at this point, a little girl at the back of the room whispered, did she just say shit? <laughs> Love it. Right, I've got a couple here. Right, so one funny story from teaching year one. I'm an Australian living in England. In Australia, we call pants your knickers, and then uh, we call pants your knickers jocks, trousers we call pants. Huh? Wait, so they call pants knickers, right. Oh, I, I, I'm an Australia. In Australia, we call pants your knickers slash jocks, trousers we call pants. So that, right, I think I've got that. I've been in my new teaching role a couple of days and we had our first PE lesson. I instruct my sweet and obliging class to go and collect their PE kits from the corridor and get changed in the classroom ready for our PE lesson. They do so excitedly, but with as much coordination as Bambi on ice. We've got inside out jumpers and shoes on before socks, bedlam. One special little tyke is still wrestling with opening his drawstring bag. So with the patience of the Dalai Lama, I calmly instruct him and a few other stragglers to hurry up and whip off your pants. We're running out of time of PE. A few confused looking faces peer up at me and ask why their pants, to which I respond, that's what we do now in year one. Next thing, I've got a couple of half nudie children giggling away and enjoying their newfound freedom. At this point, my TA jumps in and clarifies that I mean trousers, not pants. And everyone starts to be at least well, everyone starts to be at least in a new state of wearing underwear again. I make a mental note not to use pants when referring to trousers. I, I mean, I, I mean, is that a southern fit? I, I would say pantsy trousers. Would you? Um, take your pants off. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So. Uh, that is how aggressively Australian he said it. <laughs> he was just like, all right, you little nippers. <laughs> Take your bloody pencil. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, I make a mental note uh, not to use pants when referring to trousers. Then the start of term fire drill goes off. Although dressing themselves is beyond them, they prove that they're evacuating, uh, evacuating experts and my entire class shoot out the door down the stairs and across the playground ready for roll call as myself and my TA grab as much clothing as possible and chase after them. I call the register in record time while hurriedly helping dress my class to a state of decency. Although a bit cool, they all seem no worse for wear. Not surprisingly, my class were allowed back inside first. Once my class were finally in their full PE kits, we enjoyed exactly 10 minutes of PE. Ah, teaching. <laughs> I'm happy to report I'm now fluent in Queen's English and no pants have been down since. Happy home learning. Thanks for keeping the giggles going. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine making the massive O of uh, getting all the kids to take off their underwear by accident, and then the fire alarm goes off. You couldn't write it, could you? Dream Only stuff. in schools. Only in schools. Right. Uh, this one, again, out the mouth of babes. This one gave me a good giggle. So hi, Mr. Pease. I'm a new listener to your podcast since lockdown, and I'm really enjoying it. I have followed Lee on Facebook for a few years, which has been great, but the podcast is a whole new level of entertainment. 
I'm now gradually catching up with past shows and annoying my family by giggling with my headphones in whilst I do the housework. Something very amusing happened to me a few years ago and has left me with a new phrase that I will never be able to forget, however hard I try. I'd like to share it with you. I was walking with some year ones to lunch, holding hands in between two little girls who were lagging behind. One of them says to me, Mrs. Pitts, that, for that is my name, lucky me, I have a cut on my finger, look. I examined the tiny cut and inquired how she'd done it. I cut it on a razor, she told me, when I was in the bath last night. Oh, goodness, I replied, you shouldn't be touching a razor. To which the other girl asked, what's a razor? Before I could answer, the first girl jumped in with her explanation and said very casually, oh, it's just something my mum uses on a fanny beard. <laughs> I've never, ever heard the phrase funny bit, <laughs> let alone... Oh, it, oh, God. My goodness me. Oh, let alone for it to come out of uh, a year one's mouth. Funny bit. That just... That's so, so good. <laughs> That's so, so good. <laughs> Parents' evening next was... <laughs> was really interesting. <laughs> Hi, so you're uh, Amy's mum. How's the, how's the funny bit? <laughs> oh, right, last, last one, because this one's funny as well. <laughs> we used to take our year six on a residential in South Wales. It was a five-night residential. Five nights, that's some going, isn't it? Oh, I used to do, I think, yeah, we used to do four nights. Did you? We've only ever yeah, done yeah. Two, I think we go on the Wednesday. Yeah, we did. Friday. Yeah, me and uh, me and Cotney John and Kim did a couple of four nighters. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were, they were different level. Like the, the Fridays you got home, they were different, different yeah. level of tiredness. Oh, tired, this teacher tired. We've talked about this, but uh, end of residential tired is a is another one. And actually, on that note, I will I will mention that. Um, Obviously, residentials, those sort of places, the likes of Robin Wood and is it PGL that you go on? Uh, Gilead, yeah, I don't really know. They are really struggling with everything. Like They're an industry that have really been hit hard because of COVID and there's been no support at all. So do you remember on the episode where I talked about my phone going missing in the lake? Yeah, yeah. And there was a hero at Robin Wood who found it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he got in touch and basically said that, um, you know, there's a petition going round to try and get some funding for residential centres because they're, they're not going to be able to continue if it carries on the way it's going. So any support for that, it, it would be uh, greatly appreciated because, I mean, not like, oh, I know this will, obviously, with uh, clutching at straws here with every, but my kids would have gone on the Robin Wood trip this year and I'm absolutely gutted that they're not going to be being able to go on it because it is such a great few days away. Like the the experience for kids residentials just oh yeah amazing, aren't they? So memories fing- of life, yeah. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. When we do get back in June, uh, June the twenty second, 
then obviously residentials can can happen again because I think they're just such an important experience for kids. Anyway, right, so it was a five-night residential at an amazing experience in beautiful Pembrokeshire. We usually shared the week with another school, but on separate floors within the accommodation. One year, our girls' dorm was next to the other school's boys' dorm. There was an internal door between the rooms that was locked. One of the boys from the school clearly had a bit of a crush on one of our girls and decided <laughs> decided he would write a love note and slide it under the door to the girls' dorm after we all had tea. It said, and I quote, <laughs> honestly... <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is one of the greatest love notes I mean Shakespeare's got nothing on this lad It reads And I quote Betty Not a real name Odds Betty I think you're beautiful You make my nipples twisty fresh <laughs> <laughs> I mean oh. If there's anyone out there, uh, you know, any single teachers listening to this who might be dabbling a little bit with online dating, uh, if you do get a swipe, is it left or right? I'm I'm out of the game. I don't know. Do you, is it swipe left if you want to connect? I, think oh, I, I don't know, but for Steve McDonald, you're definitely not getting the good swipe. <laughs> well, why, you know, try that one. Try that one. Try it. And I repeat again. I think you're beautiful. You make my nipples twisty fresh. <laughs> That's like he's watched, it's like he's watched a GIF advert or a SIP advert, you know, like <laughs> silly bang, make your bathroom twisty fresh. <laughs> it's like seeing it and gone. Actually, I might do that to yeah. my nipples. <laughs> it's just that's just crazy. I just trying to like think about if when when lockdown's over, I've been seeing about this, like how like it's going to be impossible to like chat up or, you know, if you're single to go out and like have the game because you've been out of it for so long, <laughs> people will be rocking that out. People will be going up to girls in the bar. Like you're sattening, babe, you making my nipples <laughs> twisty fresh. <laughs> I mean, what even is twisty fresh? Anyway, Betty wasn't too chuffed with it, with, with the love note and promptly brought it to the staff room where both school staff teams were having a cuppa, when we'd all stopped laughing in the staff room, the other school demanded the boy write a letter of apology to Betty, which he did. Our year six teacher, always looking for a positive, gave it to a level five. Twisty fresh remains my favourite sexy emotion to this day. Sex, uh, twisty fresh. Twisty that fresh. That's hilarious. Uh, I wish I wish my nipples could be twisty fresh. <laughs> yeah, yours are like, yours are massive and hairy. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, we are going to end this week's episode with another treat from the one and only Mr. Cockney John. So let's play his infamous jingle and get ready for this one. Cockney, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your views just hypnotise me. Cockney John. views so yes cotney john is back and he's better than ever and he obviously will be making a return 
uh, in the live episode and um, we've we've had a little chat with him about what kind of thing to expect and I'm telling you now it's it's going to be it's going to be oh it's going to be that's all I'm going to say um so this week Cotney John has given his unique uh notorious view on the gruffalo yes okay so <laughs> My favourite, one of my favourites. Are you favorites. ready for this? Right, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready because this this I mean it's gonna it's gonna have to pull out something to change my opinion on the gruffalo because it remains for me one of the greatest. I don't know whether I don't know whether um, I, I I don't know. You have to yeah, you'll have to see. Right here we go. The mass tuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've not done Cockney John in ages. It's been a while. Yeah, Rusty, Dutch John, <laughs> the mouse, the mouse took a stroll. Uh, right. The mouse took a stroll through the deep, dark wood. A fox saw the mouse and the mouse looked good. At this point, I stopped reading, looked into my son's innocent eyes and told him, son, this mouse is f- <laughs> you and I both know what's going to happen, and it ends with one f-ed up mouse. <laughs> <laughs> then the fox starts talking and is extremely polite. He invites the mouse to come for tea, and guess what? He says no. The tiny little mouse said no to the fox. Go on, my son. He ain't taking no from no fox. The mouse declines and informs the fox that he's having lunch with a gruffalo. But the fox ain't having that. He's a hungry little bastard. So he replies, what the fuck is a gruffalo? (laughs) (laughs) He has terrible tusks, terrible claws and terrible teeth. Need to dentist, but can't go because of lockdown. He needs terrible jaws. I turn to my son with realisation in my mind. This little mouse ain't your usual mouse. He's a street mouse, a proper G. He basically threatened that furry fox with his big brother. I remember doing that. I'm starting to like this mouse. Anyway, like all bullies, the fox himself. (laughs) Once he realises that the mouse don't roll solo. (laughs) And he does his best Paul Daniels impression. (laughs) On went the mouse through the deep, dark wood. An owl saw the mouse and the mouse looked good. Oshin, my son, this time we defo need to say goodbye to the mouse. The owl's got the aerial advantage, like the RAF in World War II, this owl is going to swoop on that mass like the great granddad swooped on Berlin. <laughs> I just don't, I just don't know what he's on about. Cross curricular, I like it. The owl invites the mouse for tea in his treetop ass. First, how is the mouse supposed to get up there? There's no way that owl has the dexterity to install a mouse ladder. He defo wants to eat him. It's how deep, it's how deep Courtney John goes. <laughs> but what's this? 
The mouse has gone straight back to his big brother, the Gruffalo. The owl throws up a pellet, he himself, and does one. I'm beginning to see a pattern here. Fool me once, Donaldson, no more. <laughs> but hang on, here's a snake, a very polite snake. Now, I know I've decided not to fall for it again, but I have a snake, and I have had many in the past. And the one thing I can tell you is that the mass never wins. Seriously, look on YouTube. Even little snakes win. Of course they do. They're snakes. Once again, the mouse tells his tale. That was a pun, by the way. <laughs> He's actually thought that. Tells his tale of the Gruffalo, and my favourite creature on the planet is dust. At this point, I forgot, I forgot that it was story time and spent half an hour boring my son about why a snake would never go back down, would never back down to that type of threat. Then finally, we meet the Gruffalo. When I see him, I'm reminded of Ali G seeing a Highland cow for the first time, and I shout, what the f*** is that? <laughs> my son looks at me with disappointment in his eyes. Daddy, that was a bad word. Yeah, I replied, and this is bull. First, a snake betrays me, and then my son moves next to me and gives me a cuddle. I calm down and agree to finish the story. The Gruffalo tries to eat the mouse. The mouse shows the Gruffalo that all the animals are scared of him, predictably and in perfect rhyme. The mouse once again tricks his wet, tricks his would-be predator. My son cuddles up to me and falls asleep. I assumed safe in the knowledge that at the end of the story, the mass was still a straight up G. <laughs> and that, a little bit different from Cotney John this week, but I feel like he really has done well there. Love it, love it. And it was great because it just put a different spin on a classic story. It's still, you know, he's not, he's not bad mouthed it so much as obviously he's got his views about snakes. <laughs> <laughs> tune in for tune in on April 1st for Cotney John rewrites War and Peace. <laughs> yeah. Um no, it was good. It was good. Just any and again, get on the group if you think there's something that Cotney John should cover, should talk about. Uh let us know and we'll suggest it to him. Um but yeah, no, it was enjoy enjoyed that. Enjoyed it. So uh so yeah, that brings us to the end of another episode, guys. We hope that has uh cheered you up. We hope it helps given everything that's going on. We will uh, continue to do these weekly episodes uh, as, as long as we can. Um, so please keep sharing the pod, keep spreading it with as many teacher friends uh, and colleagues. You can join the Facebook group, just search to Mr. P's in a podcast on Facebook. You can then follow the Instagram page at to Mr. P's podcast. Go to the website to Mr. P's podcast.com where you can share your story stories you can get your tickets for the live episode that's going to be happening on the 1st of April. And please do keep going to Apple Podcasts and leaving your five-star reviews as it does really, really help. So, um, so yeah, thank you very, very much. Take care of yourselves, stay safe, and we will see you next week. See ya.